Before we begin, I would like to make a proclamation. So serious, little brother. Ease up, Sarah. This might be Andy's big invention. It's Anderson, not Andy. I'm nearing 14 and have accomplished more in my life than all of you. Oh, relax, Anderson. We mean no harm. So please, your proclamation. Very well, then. On this day, we seek to unmask the secrets hidden in the mysterious divide, the unseen beyond the invisible curtain of the parallel world. Anderson, please. My mother will be calling supper soon. Very well. Let's start her up. Sarah, ready on the main power? Ellen, watch that dial. Do not let it measure above 200. Sarah, you better put these goggles on. It might get bright. And, uh... Andy, are you sure you know what you're doing? Of course I do. Now stand back and flip that red switch on my command. Are you ready, Sarah? Ready. Sarah, power on. Okay, Ellen, on the count of three, flip that red switch on. One, two, three. So sorry. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I bring my 79th birthday press conference to an end on this glorious July day of 1935. Mr. Tesla, please allow me to escort you to the- Mr. Tesla, Mr. Tesla, sir, please. Young man. Have some respect. Mr. Tesla has no time for you. Please, excuse me, sir. My name is Anderson Gustafson. Gustafson? From MIT? Yes, from MIT. Are you not the young man that blew up the family farm? And a good portion of the family home, regrettably. In the good name of science, I presume? Yes, your science, actually. Young man, are you implying that I played a role in your firestorm? No, of course not, but... I was attempting to bridge the power of your energy field generator with my own high-frequency oscillator when the experiment went out of control. Well then, I suspect you failed to apply my theories correctly. Oh, but I believe I did, sir. I believe that, as you stated earlier today in your speech, small amounts of vibrations can add up to large amounts of destruction. I, too, have discovered the power of vibrations but I am interested in using them to expose a hidden plane. Oh, come now, Mr. Gustafson. You are not going to tell me you blew up the family farm because you think you can see into a magic portal? (laughs) Mr. Tesla, I'm quite sure you are a seasoned veteran of scientific mockery, but you have provided the necessary blueprint to do just that. The Earth's own vibrations within them is a whole new world, or worlds existing in real time functioning like a radio station. We only need to filter out the noise to see it. Please, Mr. Tesla, I've not much time before I'm due out west. Astoria. Oh, are you part of the council team? The council set to investigate in the Pacific Northwest? Indeed I am. I'm set to leave in six months' time. I would humbly ask you to just review my paper on this concept. I know I'm missing something, and I believe you can help me solve this. Very well. We can't have you burning down my good friend John Astor's namesake town. I will offer what I can to you, young man. 
I only require you do no harm with this. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. I assure you, my intentions are noble and just. Sometimes, places are not where they appear to be. People are not always the same person you think they are. And sometimes, dreams walk amongst us. Joseph, please, make certain that you inform the freight handlers of the incoming ship. Yes, sir, Mr. Gustafson. Anderson, Joseph, please. I'm not much older than you. Yes, sir, uh, Anderson. Now what? Joseph, go see who's buzzing. Uh, yes, sir, Mr. Gustafson. It will be a miracle if I get this bloody lab ready in time. Mr. Gusterson, oh, Anderson, sorry. Mr. John Frederick is here to see you. Who? He is a reporter from the Historian Gazette. Very well. Show him in. Good day, sir. I'm John Frederick. I'm from the Historian Gazette. I'm Professor Anderson Gustafson. It's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Likewise. So what are you building here? It is a very interesting space you are constructing. I must say the locals are quite interested to know what the space is going to be. Most think it's a factory of some sort, considering the rather extensive power lines installed of late. Two extra power poles to accommodate the lines. Oh, uh, well yes, we definitely need extra power for our work here. And exactly what is the work you are doing? A factory, as some suggest? Ah, no, not a factory. A research lab. Nothing more. I see. And what kind of research would that be? Atmospheric studies. Weather, mostly. For the government. Uh Uh-huh. Weather. Interesting, interesting indeed. Tell me, son. Excuse me, Professor Anderson. Forgive me. (laughs) You seem rather young for such a title. My apologies, sir, but I'm awfully busy this afternoon. Perhaps we could continue this another... No apologies needed. Forgive my intrusion. I did arrive unannounced. Anderson, Anderson! A telegram has arrived! A telegram? From whom? Nikola Tesla! What? Hand me that. Anderson, your calculations are off. off. Stop. Stop. Though your theory is sound, the power requirements needed are much greater than you expect. Stop. I urge you to abandon this project. Stop. It will end in disaster. Full stop. Disaster? Has he gone mad? He cannot be correct. Nikola Tesla, you keep impressive company to be getting such a telegram. Oh yes, it's nothing really. He is just reviewing something for me. But it's of no consequence. No consequence? That sounded like an ominous warning to me. I am sorry, Mr. Frederick, but I really need to attend to my work. Might we continue this conversation another day? Of course. I'll get out of your hair. But one question I have for you before I take my leave. Yes? Will you be conducting atmospheric studies in Melville? Well, Melville is some place of interest to us. I see. Melville is of an interesting place, worthy of study. Good day to you, Professor. Good day. Who just left? John. Somebody. Uh, oh yes, Frederick. Yes, John Frederick. A reporter from the Astoria Gazette. A reporter? What did he want? 
It seemed he was looking for an impromptu interview. An interview? Apparently, the locals are wondering what we are building. Anderson, do I really need to remind you that we're supposed to be operating with as little attention to ourselves as possible? Of course I'm aware, Trenton. And you must understand, this gentleman just appeared in our lab. Uninvited. Powered by the curiosity of the locals, who we can assume drives his paper's income. The new building, the power lines, the equipment... How could we stay invisible? I have no concern for his paper's income, nor the curiosity of the damn locals. We must maintain a low profile. Yes, I am aware. Though, he did mention atmospheric studies in Melville. It was odd the way he brought it up. I can only imagine he is following up on gossip, presumably about Miss McBride's interview. This is somewhat alarming to me. Melville is too critical, too volatile. Did you speak of Clara McBride? That's ludicrous, Trenton. Don't insult my intelligence. There is bound to be chatter amongst the locals. After all, we are not local. We are intruders. Nevertheless, a reporter was here, in our lab, asking questions. Questions regarding Melville. Did he see the Cora decoder? No. Well, uh, yes. I don't know. Jeez, Trenton. He was in this room. The device is right over there. I would think he may have seen it. But we did not discuss it, nor did he inquire about it. Did he have a camera? Well, yes, he did. But not a picture was taken. I assure you of that. You stuck to the atmospheric testing, yes? Of course. I'm concerned, Anderson. This is not good. It will be okay, Trenton. I honestly believe that. We need to discuss something. Something that cannot go ignored. Yes? You and Newt. Me and Newt? Yes, you and Newt. During his interview, he said you hear her too. You said you'd explain later, and it's later, so I would like an explanation. If we are to rely on one another to make our mission successful, disclosure is paramount. What was Newt speaking of? This is absurd, and not the time. I'd rather not go into it. I insist. I will not continue until you explain. I need to know about this voice, Trenton. The voice has been a part of my life for so long. I never gave it much thought until recently. You see, my mother passed when I was a young child and initially, well, at least into my teens, I assumed it was my mother's voice. Truth be told, I wanted it to be my mother's voice, but I knew it couldn't be. Early on, the voice was encouraging, directing, or more leading. She spoke to me in my dreams, setting me on a path of study. In my teens, she became more restrictive, Like I said, I thought it to be motherly advice. Restrictive? In what way? Well, more demanding on my path. She would speak to me about the dangers of the world, the need to be clean, righteous. I was being groomed, I believe, and now, well, now this is making more sense to me. I just always looked upon her as a guiding principle. But now, it is obvious to what her intentions have been. To involve you with the council? This assignment? Yes, and more, I suppose. Anderson, you have no such voice? No guidance? This I can't understand. Even Newt knows of this entity. You share this uniquely. But me? Nothing. I am questioning my place in this. You, Trenton, are an empath. I see this now. Oh, come on now, Anderson. That is ridiculous. You are a scientist. And you are in a state of denial. This whole affair we are meant to investigate could be denied by those who can only seek truths in physical data. 
Surely you see this and know this to be true. Trenton, you would not be here if your only belief, your only attachment to this quest was based on hard physical data. You have a gift and we have a tremendous opportunity to bear witness to things that would escape the narrow minds of lesser men. My eyes are wide open now and my vision is crystal clear. My role here is obvious. How so? My vision is distorted. Trenton, don't you get it? The mere fact that I'm explaining this to you speaks volumes about my place in this. I am the control subject. You see, I may not hear this voice, but I believe in her. You, and Newt for that matter, share this unique bind, and it is my neutrality to her that allows me to convey to you its meaning. Could it be? Hmm. We've been chosen for this, yes? Assembled by an entity decades in the making? For what? What purpose does it hold meaning? There are signs, Trenton. Only a few which have become visible. Many I suspect to come. Signs? Come on, Trenton. The 21-year cycle, 1895, when Newt first came to the meadow. 1916, when the Adair sisters had their encounter. And now, another 21 years later, here we are. Yes, the dossier focused on this upcoming date because of the ensuing eclipse. But come on, Trenton. Admit it has nothing to do with the June 8th eclipse. It's just a great cover for us. For atmospheric testing, remember? But the eclipse could have something. One that has yet to be explained. But we are in a unique place in time and space. And I believe we are to bear witness to something much larger than us. <laughs>